0: Okay, okay, I also have to press here. Recording in progress. Shalom ubracha. We are now starting a new paragraph in this lesson, 24. We're now in paragraph Dalit. It's going pretty slow. We started a year ago, okay, a year ago, and there's so much to talk about in in this class. So, Bezat Hashem, we're gonna do a quick summary of the idea of the lesson, and then we'll continue. How it works is that when Hashem created the, the universe, the creation, okay? So Hashem wants to bring down Shefa, b- bounty from up to down. Up to down means the upper levels of sphirot, they're called sphirot. These are the beginning points, and they go down, down, down to the lower sphirot. So in this case, for example, I'll show the picture again of the spirit, how they're shaped up. The parallel, in a way, similar to how a man is created, okay? These are the charts of the spirit here, you see this? There's 10 spirit here. This is like the brain, the mind, the head. This is the torso, the body. The the right arm, Chesed. The left arm, Gvura. The right leg, Netzach. The left leg, Hod. Tiferet is the torso, the middle part of the body, the chest the ribs, the heart, you know, all the, the kishkes and everything. Yesod so is the Brit. And Malchut, even though it's one, it's really splitting into two parts. It's like uh, the, the bottom of the feet, if you want to say. It has many terms, Malchut. It can be many things, okay? It can be the Atara of the Brit. The Atara means the Spitz of the Brit. Or it can be the bottom part of the legs. But it's a center point, okay? When Hashem now created the world, He used the ten sphere to channel His energy. There's HaKadosh Baruch Hu oh. and this world, yes. But Hashem wanted that there should be levels of, of his bounty coming down. Okay? Hashem, we know, there's a Ma'amar, right? We, there, a, the, the world is created for Ma'amar. So Hashem says, let there be light, let there be, this is a Ma'amar. But in this Ma'amar, Hashem wanted it to go down in levels, like an onion ring. The Rav Chaim Bital explains, it's like an onion ring, these sferot, There's levels, 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 until they get to the middle point of the universe. The middle point of the universe, believe it or not, is already by Malchut. Asiya. The world of Asiya is what's called Malchut of Malchut, okay? So Hashem wanted it to be like this that it starts from the top, and going all the way down, okay? What's our job? Our job is we take the energy that we get back down and we bring it back up. Why do we need to do that? Because on the way, when it gets down, <clears throat> there's what's called the Yetzirah, the evil. The evil, like stealing the energy that Hashem is sending down and using it for themselves. So mankind's job, and we went into this a lot, shverate Kalim, we went into these terms a lot. Man's job is to extract the holiness, which is another word for the energy that Hashem sent from above to below. Man's job is to extract it from the klipot, from the evil, and to bring it up. Okay, this is done how? This is done by doing mitzvot. But Rabbi Nachman comes along, and he says doing a mitzvot alone is not enough because you risk being trapped also, while doing the mitzvah, if you're lacking simcha, you are in danger of doing the mitzvah, but, it, but the, the evil is able to drag you in, so you're doing the mitzvah while in the tumah. Rabbi Nachman brings this idea in, in elsewhere in the Kutimoran, lesson number eight, part two. He goes into this idea, where he explains the deeper meaning of the Gemara, I think it's in Masechet Brachot, that it says about Og Melech habashan <clears throat> when Moshe Rabbeinu went to fight him. So it's a nice Gemara. You know the story in the Gemara. Where he lifted up a giant rock. He asked, How, how big is the Machane of Israel? Klata Parse. In other words, how big is the occupation of the whole Jewish ca- encampment in the desert? Shalosh Parsa. So he lifted up a mountain that big, right? And then it says that there were ants in it, the, and they began to eat away where his hands were holding and where his head is, above his head, so that he lost grip, and it fell on his head, and then a miracle happened, it says the Gemara, that two, like, uh, elephant teeth started to grow out of his mouth, so he couldn't get his head out, it was stuck, okay? So, Gernachman takes his Gemara, and explains it in a totally different way. He says the idea of Og taking the Kedusha, okay, taking the rock, is that the, the, the evil they want you to do mitzvot. But only after we've tainted it first, only once the evil has taken holiness under control, then the evil says, you want the holiness? No problem. It's like, also this idea appears, Rashi says, that in the Dor Palagan, Dor Mabul, you remember that they were so bad. One of the bad things about the Dor Mabul was, is that if there was a man about to marry a woman, so the big tough guys would take the wife first, and rape her before before letting her marry the guy. That's how bad the generation of the flood was. That if people wanted to get married. the the, the, the these 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 uh, these angels that came down these they became demons right. We can't say their names. The guys they came down to this world and they had they were called uh, anakim giborim. They said there's a there's a anche midot. There's a term hanefilim um, ayu b'aretz right. Rashi right? says the nefilim that these were angels who became man and it became so bad. That What they did is, is that they, they, they raped women before they would mar- they married them. You, can, you want your wife, no problem. We'll rape, we'll rape her first and then you can have her. Okay, This is a concept that takes place a lot in life. That the evil says to the, the, the Kedusha, to the people who want to do the Kedushah, you want it? No problem. Just first we want to have access to it. Once we have access to it, we'll let you do the mitzvah. What's the problem? The problem is that the evil now has tainted it. So even though you're doing the mitzvah, it's as if you're still stuck. It's like when bad people, we'll, we'll let you keep Shabbat, we'll let you go to Meron, we'll let you do things, but we want the control on it. We want to have Achizan Shlita. No, I'm not going into politics so much, but this idea, <laughs> this idea appears a lot in life, okay? But if we are doing the mitzvah, so so what? If so what's necessary is you need to do the mitzvah b'semcha. Okay? How could it be if Jews are doing mitzvot that all the klalot and parshat kitavot kitav take place? Right? How could it be if the Jewish people were doing mitzvot that then he says all these 98 curses will happen I was doing mitzvot all my life. How could it be that these things happen, bad things happen because there was a factor missing. What was the factor missing? It's doing the mitzvot besimcha. You can do the mitzvah. Fine, but like in the story of the Baal Shem Tov that we said many times, wow. that it stays down. The kedusha stays down. What's needed is to do the mitzvah with joy. and why, that's Why what does joy turn that around? Because we went into that. We gave about 14 classes on that. <laughs> Where were you? I know, I understand. The power of simcha is that it elevates the, the, the mitzvah from the, from, the, from, the, from the galut, from the klipot. It extracts the shekhinah. That's why simcha is so important. It's not a chassidish vort. It's a Torah vort. It's for everybody. You need to Okay, it's a, we went into this a lot. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> Right? Simcha is a fundamental Judaism for Sardim, for Ashkenazim, for Litaim, for Chassidim, for Temanis, for Karla Bachnikin, for everyone, modern Orthodox. Everybody needs Simcha to serve Hashem. It's a, it's a fundamental. Okay? That's why it's so hard, by the way. It's so hard, because that's, that's the key. It's, uh, the key is the simcha, and the Yitzhak will do everything to make you miserable, that you do, like you go to davening, like tisha b'av, and you're heavy, and you're like a stone, and whatever, and you can't get out of bed, and you just put on the tefillin, and you're just, you, can't, you just want to appreciate what you're doing. That's all you want. Hashem, all I want is to feel good about what I'm doing. To be happy about what I'm doing, that's all. The Yitzhak says, no, I don't want this to happen. He's fighting about that. So that's the case. you got to invest a lot in life, work on being the Simcha Bezat Hashem, okay? So, this is the thing. The, yetzah, the, the evil takes the Shefa coming down from up to down, we it to the evil. From the Malchud goes to the side of the evil. Our job now is to elevate it back. We're doing mitzvot, but with joy. When do do mitzvot with joy. So then, the holiness that you extracted goes up levels now, just like it came down in levels. Level one is what's called Keter chokhma Bin Level two is called Chesed Gburati tiferet. Level three, Netzach Chod Yesod, and finally is Malchut. So now, when, when our, from, that's from up to down, that's from Hashem to us. Now, us to Hashem, and it's required, Hashem wants us to Him in, in re, re, reconnecting, okay? He sent down energy, for a purpose, holiness for a purpose, that we should take it back and bring it back to Hashem more refined. So the tzara takes it, okay, purposely. So that we, that's how we refine the good, the energy that Hashem sends down, is that yes, it gets stolen by the evil. Yes, the klipa takes it. And now you have a struggle, you have a challenge to take it back out through doing the mitzvot Simcha. By doing it now, by extracting it, you've refined the good. Why do you refine the good? Because if you remember, there was, what, there was what's called the Shverat HaKelim. We went into this a lot. The shattering of the vessels. Shattering of the vessels was energy that Hashem sent initially when He first created the creation. And we said that Hashem made it of a built-in flaw. That these spirot were arranged like this, and there was no interaction like here. here just one leading to the other one, but no intera- interaction. In other words, they're all receiving light, but not connected. So they, they couldn't handle the light that Hashem was sending, so they shattered. The shattering, all the shattering of all these spherot went down under Malchutir. So Hashem saw, ah, this, it's all working like this. So Hashem redesigned the creation a second time, and He built it like this, that this interaction, so that when He sends energy to any of these spherot, because they're connected, and you know Rashi's rule, Rashi brings the rule, that one person can lift up, let's say 40 kilos, two people, not 80, 120, right? When you have union, when you have connection of other people, more can be done. It's not just two people now, it's, the, it's, it's, it's factorial. When Am Yisrael connects, when you have 10 people, it's not like 10, it's not like 20,000 now, the strength Condain and ten yidin doing something together. It's not just the 10 times 40 kilos. I'm just saying on a physical level. Call on a spiritual level. It's much more. <laughs> uh, Shlach, when he says, says, you want to figure out the weight of the fruit that the spice brought back, here's the cheshbon. And take into consideration that, that one Jew, one are. person, can, can, one person can, can, can carry on his own. Two people can do three times that amount. Not two times the amount. Three. three okay so now we have 10 people so when the spirits are interacting they can now receive the energy and share, because they're sharing they won't overload like here and there won't be a Shfirot, there won't be a shattering Okay, so now Hashem when he had the shattering take place, he didn't say okay let's sweep up and start from scratch Hashem's on this, on the shattering Hashem says we're going to start again Hashem didn't sweep up the shattering of the initial Kedusha that was built originally, he left it there shattered. So that now, when we have this setup of this world, okay, and now we do mitzvot, so now we're refining the mitzvot we do. How? Because it's also connecting all the shattered sparks from the initial attempt of the creation are joining in with your mitzvot that you're trying to do now, the mitzvot that you're trying to do now, okay? So now they're, re- they're, 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 connect- they're, they're connecting to the, what would the, the original energy. You got that? So it's refined. It's not just now oh, I'm just extracting what was taken hostage and captive. It's that plus sparks which have been trapped there for over 5,000 years from the beginning of creation. Okay? From beginning of creation, you have holiness waiting. For this Jew in the year 2022, who says a bracha on a pear, and these holy sparks were waiting for this guy to do it Bisimcha. And so that they can be extracted from being dormant for 5,000 6,000 years, they come back so the mitzvot now are refined so not just bringing it back to Hashem but it's added added Kedusha to it, okay this is the whole idea of this lesson 24, doing the mitzvot b'simcha, brings back all the sparks back up until it's finished that's the guila. the geula is waiting for all the sparks to come back so now you might say, oh, we have a long way to go because you look at Am situation and it seems more lost cases than good cases. There's more people falling off, more people who are not such big tzaddikim than there are good tzaddikim. In other words, it seems what we're, we, begin, we, we tend to be losing more than we're gaining. That's what it seems. But always, Mida Tova Merubah, and Hashem sent always throughout every generation this tzaddikim. And it's tzaddikim in every generation, the true tzaddikim, they take the little bit of good that of Israel is doing, and he has a lot of power. It's like a, a generator, a tzaddik. He has a generator power. He's able, with the collective mitzvot of Am Yisrael, he's like a strong guy who has this koach to extract Allah, like a bulldozer, to take in many holy sparks in one shot. So on one hand, the world seems more mekulkal, more damaging and everything, but Rabbi Nachman says that the world is getting... Shainer and Shainer, right? That's why Hashem sent Shainer and Uman, by the way. Shainer, because Hashem is getting the world Shainer and Shainer. The world is getting just better. Shainer and Yiddish, right? So it's getting just really better. But you, you see the opposite. Why do you see the opposite, by the way? Why do you see that the world seems and worse than before? So he explains Rabbi Nachman, it's like two people fighting, okay? When one guy sees he's about to lose, so what does he do? He gives his final punch all of his strength because he's about to fall. So I'm not gonna fall without a fight. So I'm gonna smash. Okay? What you see now that Am Yisrael is falling so low and the world is so low is because it's the end of the Sitra akhra It's not like we're lost forever or we're gonna be lost. It's because the evil is so towards its end now. So these past hundred few hundred years, whatever you want to call it, this period right before Mashiach comes, the Yetzirah is weaker, believe it or not, and because of that, he's giving full force. So a lot of crazy things that never happened before in history are happening now because it's the Yetzirah's downfall. Just gonna go off a tangent for a second. Someone asked once, Rav Nosin if now there were such big tzaddikim in the previous generations, and they didn't bring Mashiach, how in the world are little people like us gonna bring Mashiach? How are we going to bring Mashiach? These big tzaddikim, like Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, the Arizal, the Ba'ashemt of Rabbi Nachman, for example, and all the big tzaddikim, the other big tzaddikim that there, are, or Chaim, okay, so, th- 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 tens of thousands of tzaddikim, and Mashiach is still not here? They didn't bring Mashiach. How are we going to bring Mashiach? So if no gave an analogy that there was a king who made a fortress around his his, his, uh, his country and he challenged all the other kings to penetrate and he made the wall so strong that the armies went out to try to conquer this, this country, this king and they couldn't. They, before they even made a dent in the wall, it was so strong his soldiers from the inside shot down all the soldiers attempting to break in so all the kings gave up. They said, you know, we can't do it. There was one king he was smart, he went to examine close by the wall okay and then he took all of his people from the, the biggest soldiers to the women and children, and he broke them up in groups. And he told them, your goal is not to try to climb over the wall. I want you just to concentrate on denting the wall, smashing the wall, making making it weak. Even if you're gonna fall, this is how we're gonna win the world war, listen to me. So he sent the first wave of the strong soldiers. Whole, they came with shovels. They didn't come with rifles and everything. They came just with shovels to try to make holes in the wall, they all died. The second wave of soldiers, less strong, with shovels and hammers and whatever, all these picks, you know, whatever, to make a hole in the wall, they all died. And it went down until there was left the women and the children. So the other kings asked this king, How are you gonna win, win the war with women and children? He says, come and take a look. And he showed them in the binoculars, the wall is so weak now, okay? that if they just poke a hole in the wall with their fingers, it's going to fall. And the king inside, his soldiers are finished. They, they were all exhausted by fighting and fighting, they're finished. I'm going to conquer this country just of the women and children. What's left is just to poke a hole in the wall and it's going to fall. So of Rav said, the big tzaddikim who were before us, like Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, the Tanaim, the Amoraim, the, the Geonim, the Rishonim, the Akronim, they made holes in the wall. What's left is for us, tiny us, we're like the women and the children, we're the weak people, our little mitzvot, they already poke holes in the wall and it's ready to fall. That's why the Yetzirah is attacking, attacking like crazy, because he knows it's his downfall. It's not like he has the upper hand. Okay? Even the Holocaust and everything, six million years and all that, because Yetzirah is about, about to lose it. So he's giving his last punches to try to knock out Yisrael before Yisrael it, because it's the end. This is the final geula. Bite Rishon, there was a temporary gula afterwards, right? Sorry, to get the Bayit Rishon, bay it was a Geula, but there was a korban, okay? And then until they had Bayit Cheni, and now we're waiting for Bayit Chlishi, which is the, there's no Galut afterwards. So, so we're not saying right, it's because there's no Galut after the 3rd Beit HaMikdash, it has to be perfect, it has to be done all the way. So that's why it's taking so long, and Yitzhara is attacking big time, because it's going to be finished now. There's going to be no more Yitzhara. No more Yitzhara is going to be, we'll have a different Yitzhara. It won't be the same one like we have now, the, the gross, physical, what he puts us through the Yetzhara, why, 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 right? We're not gonna have this one anymore. It's not, we'll have a more refined, yeah. differently said, again, uh, that has to be some challenge, but it won't be the challenges we're going through in this Galut. Because that the Yetzhara is really, is really pounding it, okay? So this is the idea of this lesson. What he's saying here is now we have to take the mitzvah, the ktusha the shchina, which is trapped in the Galut, the Simcha of, of, of Avam which is trapped in the Galut, and re-elevate it. So the stages we said, if you remember, the initial stage is by doing the mitzvah with simcha, you're able to elevate the holiness and the mitzvah trapped in the klipot, like the ktorat. Remember when it the ktorat? Ktorat is samach the whole idea of khtorit is it brings simcha and Ribbon because Simcha does that. Simcha and Ktorat are synonymous because both elevate Kedusha trapped in the Klipah. Next stage. Once I've elevated the mitzvah from the Tuma, the next stage is now what this mitzvah does for the world. What does the mitzvah do for the world? It gets people to wake up, okay? You can attribute that there are certain Jews anywhere in the world at any time waking up. You can attribute it to the mitzvah that someone does besimcha. When a Jew, somewhere all the way in Florida, he does a mitzvah b'simcha, he takes his lulav and he's so happy with it, it has the influence to get that khiloni in downtown Tel Aviv to wake up to wake up and to do tshuva and everything because it's, it has, has waves, has vibes. A mitzvah wudan of joy has vibrations to affect other people to wake up. People are not waking up because they don't feel the vibes. They're too, what's it called? There's a lot of static. You don't know, understand on radio stations, like static, you can't hear clearly. The static is not less letting people hear the word of God. There's a lot of static. You begin to wonder, how come these people they're sleeping their lives away? You begin to wonder, how come people are not doing stupid? So isn't this obvious to you that there's a God? How could you, you Shiksa lady, you walk downtown in, uh, in Jerusalem or downtown New York, and you're half naked, and you don't, you don't think about Hashem, you don't think about their purpose. You don't realize that eventually they're going to put you in the earth, everything's going to rot, there'll be nothing left of you. <laughs> you don't think about these things. You don't think about your purpose in life. you start doing crazy things, things against the Torah, gay, lesbian, I don't know whatever highage these people are they have in their head. And you think it's OK you don't know that eventually they're going to put you in the earth, and then what? Oh, well, there's no life after death. <laughs> and what if there is? Oh, boy, are you in for it. Oh, are you in for it, right? You know, the, per- the person, there's person, you know, nothing afterwards. Yeah, okay, what if you're wrong? No, I'm not wrong, I'm not wrong. And what if you're wrong? No, I'm not wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an atheist, you know, fourth generation atheist. So I'm not wrong. I'm right. Yeah, and what if you're wrong? <laughs> you're, you're in for it big time. You're in for it big time. Oh, <laughs> ho big time okay why don't people wake up because there's too much static what can you do to get them waking up that's what he's saying here doing the mitzvot besimcha removes the static that a person hey I'm wasting my life I'm wasting my time I'm reading now the story of a best lover he's around his name is Amram Chayun. he was born in Morocco Meknes and he became very educated he was someone he went to like four universities in New York and Israel all over and he became very like in psychology and this, in music and art and everything. And he felt like empty. I have everything, but I'm still missing. I have everything. He had money, he has fame. He was on TV and everything. And he began to say, there's something missing. There's something missing. And then he got convinced that Yiddishkeit and Torah, this this has to be the answer. And he came to it. To wake up though, people to wake up. You wonder like, why is this person Zolche? And this person not. And why now and not 10 years ago and 15 years ago? So it's, it's a whole, obviously it's a big picture. But he's telling us in this lesson the Torah route to get people to wake up is when you were Zoche to do a mitzvah bisimcha, you wake up the neshamot around you. You know how it works, by the way. The Arizal explains that there has to be maximum 600,000 neshamot of men. With the women and children, it's up to a million. The Yidin who left Egypt are called root souls so the question is in the world you have much more than 600,000 Jews you have maybe 14, 15, 16, 18 million Jews in the world so how, do you, how does it work out of the 600,000 cheshbon so one neshama a root soul can split up okay so you have one neshama that have 50 people connected to it okay there's like a, a neshama of a guy who's from the tribe of Shimon from the tribe of Shimon and he's somehow descended from like Shlomiel ben Suri Shaddai, whatever, take take anyone from the time of the Midbar, okay? And this soul requires to have rectification until it's totally rectified. That's the idea of Gilgul, reincarnation, coming back again and again and again. And when the work is too hard, so the job splits, splits into more people. So you mm-hmm. have like 20, 30 Eden who don't even know each other physically, but they're all connected to the same soul root. The Nafka Mina is is that when you do a mitzvah, and you do it simcha, it can vibrate on the souls closest to you first. So you have a Jew who's in New York, another one who's in uh, Tekoa, here in Yeret Yisro, another one who's in Bangladesh, uh, another in, uh, one who's in London, in Manchester, whatever, and they're all connected, they don't know each other. But when one of them has a, an arousal of doing a mitzvah simcha, it can penetrate and affect these nishamot, they don't know each other. They come from the same soul root, this guy, you don't even know, and his waking up the two of us thanks to because you guys are right next to each other in the same soul root. The same root of the Neshama, so you can affect him and him and him and him. okay? okay. The Arizal goes into this. This is not the Shar Geguli the Not only am I responsible myself, I have filled myself that I'm supposed to fix. Yeah, you have your. This is the Arivut. 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 Call Israel Arivim. Now I get it. Zelazen is in the good way. What? Someone does bad things. Yeah, but. Me, the Torah, was always the but we spoke it about that it before you came. Like that was it doesn't have yeah. What? If it works negatively, then it's... it's yeah, a, yeah, what? It's a big responsibility. Yeah, right? but, but the good is always, If you do whatever. It works negatively, what's the only positive? What? It also works for the bad? Or yeah, obviously it works for the bad. it pulls down the rest of your roots. Yeah, because you're a Revin. There's a Revut. There's a Revut. Rabbi Nachman says, for example, in Lesson 59, Rabbi Nachman says, listen, 59, that when a person's involved in Kiru Hokim, he's in danger. Because the evil of the, the klipot, of the people's mekarif, they attach themselves to him. And if he's not strong enough, they'll bring the him down. She so he says, Rabbi Nachman says this, listen this, a person has to do what's called mishpat, he has to, do, he has to judge himself every day, cheshbon and nefesh every day, hit every, every day, and this type of cheshbon and nefesh, Idboridut, mishpat, burns the khipot that attached to him from other, other people. You have a khiv to do kiruv It's not an option. A Jew has, a, you have, because of the arevut of Am Yisrael, that each one is, is responsible for another Jew. So because of that, you have an akharit on the Jews in, uh, again, in places in, in America where they, they don't know Kriyat Shema, they don't know Brit Mila, they know Yom Kippur you have responsibility for them. You can't say, Shalom alay nafshi, I did my Shas, I did my Mishnayis, I raised my family, I sent my kids to Talmud Torah, I did my mitzvot, the rest of the Jewish world, they can get five foot, they can get get lost, it's okay. No, it doesn't work like that. You can get punished for that, by the way. Again, they send you back, you go to Shammayim, and you thought everything's fine in that day, they say, no, no, you were you, only concerned about yourself, you didn't think about Am Yisrael, you're going back. What? I did everything. I did Torah, I finished Shas, Bavli, Shas, you were I finished Boski, I did everything, what do you want from me? No, no, you were selfish, you were Torah for yourself, but not, not to help Am Yisrael, it was just, a, a, just to fill in your, uh, your sepuk, your accomplishment, but it wasn't for Am Yisrael. You weren't learning Torah to help the whole world. You, you looked at yourself as a little piece and you wanted to stay like that. But you're a little piece in the big picture and you have to connect it. Some people get sent back, because they didn't they didn't do the kiruva came. They have to do that. Okay, it's also a big thing. The person has to realize that. And Rabbi Nachman was very big on that. He rebuked Rav writes in Moran that he rebuked us for being what's called etsim Yeveshim, dry trees. A tree is supposed to produce fruit, right? And he rebu Rav says he rebuked us that we just keep to ourselves and that's it. I'm breasted for myself and that's it. No. I'm, I'm, I'm Yiddish kind in of Torah for myself, and I said, no, you have to speak, okay? Obviously, you have to know when to speak. You have to speak <coughs> to people who you know, will listen to you, people who just want to argue with you, then there's no, there's no time to waste, okay? Chabal. Fine. So, so this idea that the mitzvah you do has ramifications for the, the rest of the world. Now, we're reaching the third stage. When now, there's the root, look what he says now here, Siv Dalit finally, okay? By the way, this is the whole idea of Sefiat Omer. Look, what's so funny about Sefiat Omer is you look on the Sefira chart, where do we start? Chesed. Where do we end? Malchut. What's up? up to down or down to up? It's up, up to down, on. what's going on? And then what do we say about Kabbalah Torah? It's the 50th day, Keneged Ma, Shara Chamishim. What's Shara Chamishim, down below or up? up. up. So what's going on here? We're counting down, from the second day of Pesach, from Chesed of Chesed going down to Malchut and Malchut, and then you tell us the day after that is the Sharon noon all the way on top again. That's the whole thing. That, that was just what we said what we spoke about now. That Hashem, we, the countdown of the Sfira is from up to down because every day of the Sfira, it's the Mitzvah Sfira is so powerful, it's unbelievable. He says Rav nosen in the in the Tfilot, that this is one special Mitzvah that's meant more than any other Mitzvah to pull a person out of all the Klippot that he's trapped in. That's the power of Omar. And just breast of shows so to let you know, Sviat almer takes between 10 to 20 minutes. Because they're just saying the son afterwards, and Lam Natsayach, and Ana Bechoach, and they're screaming the words. I don't know if you guys seen our breast of Minyan for Sviat it's something out of this world. People tell me now, also told us how they do it and everything. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I, I only know first them. Okay, but it takes 20 minutes. The, the final night, which is Friday night, visit Hashem, it's going to be like half an hour. And people from all over Yisholai come just to be together for the final Sfira because it's Mamash. What is Sfira tomer? It's an opportunity to express all the built-in yearning and Kisufin that are just stuck all year round. And you feel you can't get anywhere in life. And you can't even express how you feel about it sweta omer is a is a, 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 the benish kai writes this, that the the, the, the the gates are opened that time of Sveta omer is a good time to do it what to do to express what's in your heart so by breast lovers, they, they spend time in ana bekoach and ana finding themselves and the, their turmoil in the words of ana bekoach and the words of ana and the rachamim and the yirat sham that they have to find yourself and everything you're going through, it, the heart is open easily at that time for Svet Omer, okay? So it's one mitzvah that really can help to mashlim a person. So it fits in amazingly with this whole idea here. So it's going two directions. We start from chesed of chesed, the first night of Svet Omer, because we are now working to channel the energy, like the beginning of creation, right? Like Hashem's designed the world. From the upper sphere to the lower sphere, we just, we work from chesed, obviously, because uh Chochma bin Adar are beyond our grasp. So we start from the seven weeks of the Sefer Omer are just involving these seven, right? One, two, three, six, seven, right? So each week is one of these Seferot, and we work downwards. Once, some guy keeps on getting uh, removed from the class, and he gets in, and uh, here we go. Once now we've reached the final end of Malchut and Malchut, then we go on the 50th day, right? It's like Shuvu Eli, Vashuvah but here it's the opposite. It's like shuvu shuvu, shuvu elai. We we are taking we're taking a, a alechem is Hashem coming down to us. Shuvu Eli though is us going back to Hashem. The shuvu elai, believe it or not, based on the, the wording, is the fiftieth day of Shavuot. <laughs> shuvu alechem is up to down. We started a chesed of chesed beginning of the sefer. That's, that's Ashuva That's The interpretation is exact opposite of what you've been taught What you're taught is Shuvu Elay is the first 49 days of Sfirot and then Hashem says I come down to you on Shavuot but in the terminology what's happening it's exact opposite we start counting the countdown of Chesed of Chesed, that's up and then we go downwards that's Ashuva Alechem. that's Hashem coming down to us No, and then then it's Shuvu Elay that we on the final day are able to go up after the 49th day of the Sveto-Omer, we go up to the 50th level. It's like from the lowest of the low, boom, back to the, the 50th gate, which is way above even chesed of chesed, above. Okay? That, this requires more development, but just, just to show you that there's something here. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Dalet, Siv Dalet. The new stage. Something totally new now. Va'al yidei ha'it ha'inu Again, this is a summary of the ideas. Through the arousal, of getting the world, and and we said the whole creation. You're gonna see in the liquidate Tfilot, when we get to it, how far reaching is this arousal? Who who wakes up? Basically, every part of creation wakes up. The Domem, Someach, Chai, Medaber, Olam, Atzilut, Briah, Yetzirah, Asiyah, Goyim, non-Goyim, elders, young people, boys, girls, the stars, the mountains, the water, the seas, the animals, Every level of creation wakes up to Hashem. You're going to see Rav Nassim in the prayer, he goes into this, okay? So now, when that happens, and it doesn't have to happen all the way. There's levels. Anytime there's a hit or a root, due to the simcha of the mitzvot, and he says, halicha." in other words, the arousal comes through the walking, that the mitzvah begins to walk. There's movement to the mitzvah that is done with simcha. Okay? And again, this is not just for the biggest tzaddikim. Anytime you have, even for a split second, a gishmak feeling in your davening, a gishmak feeling in any mitzvah that you're doing, that gishmak goes a long way. That good feeling that you have in doing a mitzvah, even if it lasted even a split second, not even a part of a second, not even a second, not even a minute, that goes a long way. And that, right, nimshach bracha lechol haolamot. Shh. I didn't prepare 100% for this class, I wanna look into it, you guys have to help me. The word bracha has a lot of significance. What is it, what is bracha? First of all, I have to go into gematria. If we can, if eventually someone can get into homework, what, is, what, what else is gematria of 228? Bracha is 228, you see that? Resh 200, 202, 222, 207, sorry. Imakolel, it's 228. If you find anything else that's 227, 228, please. No, Nachman is 148. <laughs> <laughs> you lose. Yeah, <laughs> nice try. What? <laughs> Breastlef is Gemachah <laughs> Nachman Ben Feige. Does it doesn't <laughs> yeah. help. Yeah. How do you know how to spell it? That's why he's picked it, by the way. Bet, Reish Samech, Lamed, Bet is Gemachah, his name. is that amazing? Feige, when it's spelled Fe, Yud, Gimel, Aleph. Yeah. Nachman Ben Feige is Gemachah Breastlef. That's how we know how to spell it. You don't spell Braslov. You don't do Bet, Reish Aleph and then Samech Aleph, Lamed Aleph Bet, it's Bet Sameh Samech Lamed Bet, it's gematcha Nachman Ben Feige, Feige, Feige fey Yud, Gimel Aleph, not fey Yud Yud, and not Gimel Hey Fey Yud, Gimel Aleph he picked it, he knew what he was doing Rabbi Nachman, okay, please, okay, he knew what he was doing, we don't have to go into that much okay, but now Bracha here, is, he's saying it, it's a big thing, Pshat, okay let's go to the Pshat, Nimshach Bracha there's drawn blessings to the whole world. The world. When you get people to wake up, this is what brings bracha, okay? It's a big thing based on this. All the hachnasat orchim that people are doing by kibrit sadikim and yard sites, what do you generate? A smile on people's faces. You know, do you notice that? Did you notice that when people have like food to eat and everything, they're happy? Ha- you, you, you generated simcha that people. Are eating and saying brachas and everything. There's there, there's joy. This brings down bracha. This is the key to bracha. Is that when people are awakened to do mitzvot. This is the key to bring down bracha. That's why people are going crazy over like the chayrotel and all these things to get people, you know, to eat everything. Be- because it's give all the These mitzvot, right? They they get they get they get a long way. They get people to smile. They get people to be happy, they can put to say brachot on their food, okay? This brings down bracha, and for the whole world, for people know to invent, you know, I, I saw when on Shaya Kirstiur's outside, site, people went crazy in the Sharim, started buying for everybody cakes and drinks, because they, they know it's a big thing to buy food and feed other people today. It's a big thing. Why are they doing that? Because they know the bracha comes back, there's bracha coming, when bracha comes down, does it come down just for me, it comes down for everybody. I'm not going to be greedy. It's coming down to me, and it's coming down to everybody else. But this, he's saying something amazing. When you get people to wake up to Hashem, this is the key to bracha. You want bracha in your parnassah, in, your, in your, your house, and now you want bracha in your family, in this. He's saying this is the key. Kol sheken, when you want the higher bracha, which he's going to go into soon. He says, if you're smart, and bracha comes down, aim high. He's going to say, coming up and see if, hey, you need, you need to aim high and ask for what's called the birkat ha When bracha comes down, you can change it to be a nice house, a nice Ferrari, or you can choose that it should be sasagat You can choose now how the bracha comes down. We're going to that right now. But he's saying now, for the channel of bracha to open up, it's by getting people to wake up. By doing mitzvot be'simcha, you cause people to wake up. And when people wake up, and the world wakes up to Hashem, this brings down the bracha. Because now, if more people and more things in the creation are connected to Hashem, they're all connected now. What what do you do when someone now is connected to Hashem now? He's part of the picture now. He's part of the spirit. When a person now is trying to connect to the Kedusha, there's an alignment. There's connection now. So now there's room for the Bracha to come down now. As opposed to someone now who blocks himself. He's blocked here, blocked here because he's disconnected. So there's no way for the Shefa and Bracha to come down. But now when you connect him, or this part of the creation, so now there's more room for the Kedusha to come down, for the Bracha to come down. Got it? Okay? So this idea of bracha is drawn to all the worlds, right? That's, by the way, after Svet Omer. Okay? This idea is to draw down bracha to the all worlds, all the worlds, especially this mitzvah of Svet Omer, by the way, but this is true of all the mitzvot. So now he goes to the Kabbalah, he says v'zeh bechinat, this in Kabbalistic terminology is the following. What we said, what we say netzach Hod yesod, malbishinet et chesed Again, we're going upwards. Netza yesod, you look at the picture again, which are the area of the legs, the ambuli- ambul- ambulatory organs, that's the word, the scientific uh, English term. The ambulatory organs is the legs. We went into why yesod is there last week. Remember we spoke about, uh, at, um, what's the, halichot, halichot keli. Last week we went into this. keli is yesod, halichot is uh, Two legs, Netzach and Hod are the two legs. So they dress, his wording here is, Malbishim, the, the area of the hands now. And the hands area is Chesed, Gvura, Tiferet. The right arm, the left arm, and the torso. Why is the torso, the middle part of the body, so part of the hands? Because the hands have to come from somewhere. <laughs> you have no hands in the middle of nothing. The hands are dependent on the middle part of the body, so they considered one group, Chesed, Gvura, Tiferet, these, the arms and the middle part of the body are considered one unit. So he's saying now, when the person through arousal gets, uh, gets bracha, brings down bracha, in other words, it's the, the leg area, and, and, and clothing, his wording is very precise, Rabbeinu, they become a garment which is external. When you say it becomes a garment, it went up a level, and the lower level becomes the external of the upper level. That's the term in Kabbalah. That whenever there's a an ascent of one level to a higher level, it doesn't take it over totally. It just becomes like a clothing. When you when a person when a man is wearing a shirt, what's the main thing? Is the man? The shirt is just a shirt. It's it's to make him respectable and presentable. But the main, what's more important, the shirt of the person. Right? There's yeah, some people. that are stupid. You know, that they're willing to put themselves in danger, not to get their jacket dirty or their shirt dirty. They like they they fall and they break their leg because they trying not to get dirty. In the end, they broke their leg or something. Right? The person for them, the the the, the it being clean, cleanliness is more important than their health. You know, the person about to fall off at two, uh, four steps just not to get dirty and yet he got he got hurt if he was smart, no, no, you do something not to get hurt and you got dirty, okay, what can you do? You know, some people know the opposite I'll, I'm going to dive in just to make sure that I stay clean Sadiqim is magif from a. the way Meaning what, what's a tach? It means that sadiqim, they're more value to the money than they're good Right, so that's a ma'ala or that's a chisaron? and that's something else, that's deeper rather that's where the, the tzaddik is able to transform his mamon to be a part of him it's not like just an external anymore his Mammon became a, a, a part of himself now like Yaakovin went back and he got in danger, he fought the angel he went back for pachim ketanin he went back for the little, that's right, little that's the right. Right. but it was a chisaron by uh, God and Minashe, right? God and what? Chatsim right. M'Nashe, Gad and Ephraim, and Chatsim yeah. M'Nashe, they, okay. they were chosim on their sheep, okay. more than... Okay. Ruven, than so, yeah. thank yeah. you, sorry. So. Gad, Ruven, Ruven, Gad, and Chatsim M'Nashe. The Rashi is, puts out it as a G'nai. The Rashi says it's a G'nai. It's, a, it's, it's not a Shevach that they, they stayed behind. Okay? That's another class. We'll go into that. This is Okay, so again, Netzachod yesod, Malbishin Et Chesed tiferet, Shehema yadayim, yadayim, they're the hands he doesn't yet prove anything yet he says the hands are the source of bracha in the upcoming two paragraphs he's going to start explaining the whole idea of, of hands and bracha but let's just go to this first proof this first pasuk here and we'll, we'll, we'll finish off this we'll continue next week on it Hashem, okay what does he say here Yaakov Avinu is saying to Lavan, Hashem blessed you Leragli. Rabbeinu is focusing on the actual literal words here. Hashem otcha that the bracha is coming to you, Lavan, because of my feet. What's the translation of the Leragli? Rashi says, because of me. Ba'avuri, Rashi says there. Because of me, Yaakov says to Lavan, you got bracha. The bracha you're getting is because of me. Rubinu says, take your microscope, look carefully on this Pasuk. That, 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 what is he saying? That the bracha came to you, Lavan, leragli, because of my feet. Yaakovinu's legs, that he was able to do the mitzot b'simcha. Proof is that Yaakov stayed so long by Lavan. How did he not get depressed? How did he not give up? Because the Torah that he learned in Shemin Ever 14 years was strong enough to give him the simcha, that even though he was like a slave and being taken advantage of by Lavan for so many years, he held on doing the mitzvot simcha. right? It says how he did fill in, you know of the maklot, right? You know, you know the whole thing. He was able to do mitzvot and not fall into Yosh. That was Yaakovinos thing. He was able to find ways how to serve Hashem and not to be down and depressed. Oh, I can't serve Hashem like this. I can't do this, I can't do that. He wasn't like that. He was able to find ways how to connect to Hashem even in difficult situations. So he says to Lavan, and Hashem blessed you to my feet. So we're going to finish with this point, and we'll, we'll, we'll continue again. The Gemara says something very interesting on this pasuk. The Gemara says, and the Midrash says, in a few places like this, that, was it Achav or Ahaz, who, who was of Ohadia? Does anyone remember? I always get mixed up with that. I think it was Achav Who married Isabel? Yeah. Ahav. Ahav said to Ovadia, Ovadia was a secret prophet, and he hid about a hundred Nevi'im that were spared being killed by Isabel. Isabel, she was like a Nazi hunter. She was a prophet hunter. She would look for Nevi'im and kill them, okay? So, uh, Ovadia took prophets and he hid them in a cave and he was giving them food and everything. And Achav, uh, Ovadia was working for Melech Achav. He didn't know what he was doing. But he knew that, uh, that Ovadia was a righteous man. So Achav said to Ovadia one day, I see you're not such a big tzaddik like I thought you were. Why am I saying that? I see because when Yaakov, when La'Avan brought in Yaakov to work for him, he got bracha. The Pasuk says, right? Hashem that Yaakov's telling Lavan, you have bracha, right? And it's because of me. So Achav told Ovadia, look, Yaakov brought bracha to the house of La'Avan. And also, what does it say by Yosef and Potiphar, that he was Ishmatzliach, and also Potiphar became very wealthy when Yosef came in working for him, because also was bracha in the house of Potiphar. He brought a second pasuk, we have to open the Chumash and it off by heart the pasuk. But it says that, Hashem, that ya- Yaakov, uh, Yosef told Potiphar's wife, "How could I do this to my master and, and sleep with you? Look at all the bracha that came into him because of me. Now I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do this to him and all that." So we learn that Achav told Yevadja. Yosef also brought bracha to his master, and also the one who took him into jail, the sar of the 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 the, the, Sarf, the Baitasor, Also, there was bracha. The, the verse says, "You remember." Uh, I'd like to see the you know, Can Maybe you bring the possible like, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but well, let's see it inside. You have the chumash there. All right. So it's in in, in uh, miketz. Bracha miketz. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Vayashiv. <laughs> right. No, no, okay. So we're I'll show you Here. Vayashem et yourself by each by bevet. This is the passage said to Ovadia. Look, even Yosef brought in Bracha to the house of Potiphar. Where is the Bracha? That I, I brought you in, and I don't see the Bracha because I have. Lost a lot. He, lost, he was losing things. So, so Achav said to Ovadia, where's the bracha? So the Gemara says, Abat Kol came out and slammed him in the face and said the following to Achav. He says, Ovadia is not the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> in other words, Lavan was worthy because it's a big question. Why in the world would Lavan such a rasha to be worthy to receive bracha? Why would Potiphar, who was also a rasha, be worthy of receiving bracha? And here, Achav is not worthy of receiving bracha. What in the world is going on? And to the extent that the Batkol said to defend the honor of Ajah, he says, the problem is not of Ajah, the problem is you. Yosef was a tzaddik, Yaakov was a tzaddik, but the recipients also had some worth. What's the difference between Lavan, Potiphar, and Achav? What is this about Achav? You remember the punishment of Achav? That even Mashtin Kir, there would not be. There would, there would, there would be nothing left of Ahav. Not even a descendant would make number one on the wall. Mashtin kir, kir, right? He had no, he was wiped out totally. There's no descendants of Ahav, period. Okay? Who came from Lavan? Rachel and Leah. Who came from Potiphar? Osnat, but Potiphar. What's the difference between Ahav and Lavan and Potiphar? These two correspond to klipat Noga. Noga is that's good and evil. Lavan is called Lavan Ha Remember, we went into this? I don't know if we went into this together. No, it was before we started the class. La- arami, Aramaic, Targum, is an interface between good and evil. The Zohar, the Kabbalah calls ara- Targum Etzadat Tovara. Etzachayim is lashana Kodesh, and the Tumah is the, the 70 nations, and, and Noga which is an interface between good and evil, an admixture of good and evil, that's Targum. That's why Targum is a very interesting language. It's in between the Kedusha and the tumah. That's why it's so important that every Jew does the parsha, Shnai Mikra, vechat Targum, and not to try to find any halachic to avoid saying the Targum. Some people say, Ah, I'm Yotzev Rashi every week in the parsha. Don't skip on the Targum. Why? What's, so, what's, the, thing, what's the big thing? The Targum, is elevates the good trapped in the admixture of good and evil, and brings it to the kedusha by doing two psukim in in lashon hakodesh and one in Aramaic. You're actually elevating the pasuk from the targum into the kedusha. B'shem, okay. We'll continue next week. This is something deep, but you see, because the question is, Rabbi Nachman Rabbein is bringing a proof. <laughs> from, from Lavan of Bracha? What in the world is going on here? He wants to use this as a proof to say that Bracha comes from the legs. But wait a second. The Pasuk you're bringing is about a Rasha. Bracha coming to the house of Rasha. Why in the world am I using this as a proof? To be continued next class, visitation. In the meantime, have a good Yom Tov. Have a good cheesecake. Good cheesecake. And a good Svet Omer final. And Bezut Hashem. Uh, it's a known, it's a it's a known, uh, I know. I was it's a yeah, yeah, please yeah, start yeah. it off. Yeah. Recording like stop.